0: Now, here are your hosts, Peggy Saltz and Shahab Zagari.
2: Welcome to Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. As always, bringing you the experts to help you optimize and maximize your mobile strategy. I'm Shahab Zagari, award-winning filmmaker and marketing entrepreneur.
3: And I'm Peggy Saltz from Mobile Groove, providing you strategic content marketing and support to reach your audience and boost engagement. And Shahab, it's your topic. You love it so much. It's wearables.
2: All right. Yeah. yeah. Listeners definitely know that's uh, one of my hot buttons. Um,
3: Absolutely. and love and it. You're, and, and you're not the only one either, Shahab, because when you look at the numbers, I mean, this is mm-hmm. huge. It is really a big deal. I was a little bit skeptic at first. I thought, oh, a little bit of hype, a little it's bit too so much sad. pebble to watch. Yeah. yeah, it's a fad. But you look at it and you say you know sales of the wristwear and the footwear categories uh, the eyewear and bodywear coming you, you you just can't ignore it in fact we have analyst forecasts that peg this market at a whopping 309 billion by 2020 wow. so it's definitely not just a fad so you know we have to take it seriously we have to prepare we have to understand the opportunities and if you're a startup with a great idea you know how do you get involved if you're a marketer what do you do about this? So there's a lot of questions, and so that's why we have Reg Snodgrass. He's CEO and founder of Wearable World, and I'd like to stress that Reg isn't just a company; he's actually created an entire network of interconnected companies and ventures they range from wearable world labs the only accelerator incubator focused on wearables to companies with events and just a lot so i won't uh, steal your thunder reg welcome to the show
1: hey, welcome. <laughs> I, I was still my thunder i think you were definitely like bringing it on <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like i i'm You know, I mean, I'm in a really great place um, with a lot of privilege of seeing a lot of incredible and amazing entrepreneurs who are kind of building what I feel is the next wave of human evolution. Um, You know, everybody from, you know, Microsoft to Apple to, um, you know, even like certain religious organizations are starting to look at how wearables is disrupting and changing the way how we view everything in life, from parenting to, um, you know, health. And so it's, it's a fascinating growth sector where everyone is kind of switching on and understanding that everything is changing. And So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of what my team Which, has done. Which, again, is
2: why it's such a hot button. Uh, but just, just for our listeners, tell us a little bit about your background and why you, know, you as an individual are so passionate about wearables and the Internet of Things in the first place.
1: Uh, you know, I, like, I'm, I think I'm more passionate about people, and that's where this drives me. I think that we're all born connected. And that, you know, at, at that moment of birth, we are disconnected. I think technology is more of a search for us to to reengage and reconnect with what was lost at the point of our actual creation, right? And so, I mean, that's what gets me excited about the space is we're actually seeing deep-seated, deep-integrated ways that people can connect with each other. Um, my background was I was uh – first thing people would probably recognize – um, I worked for an auto warranty division. We were creating warranty for like electronics and for everything. It was my first startup called Square Trade. A little bit later, I helped start a company with a bunch of incredible guys called Scout, S-K-O-U-T. And it's got 100 million installs. It was the first dating app on the iPhone. And what I really learned there was you know, this new type of connectivity, it, the, the, how to monetize in a new and differentiated market. And I watched all these large players miss mobile. And, uh, in fact, I was recruited out and given an offer I couldn't refuse by Alcatel, Lucent, and Bell Labs. But I'd eventually, like, become the person that would create the uh, the um, API service for at and what they use. And I'd worked across a lot of different divisions, traveling all over the world, um, learning from telcos and customers and startups how they should all work together. And I got to really see this emergence of, you know, network connectivity and Human interaction with um, endpoints, like you know, mobile devices, and and I got to see like have a really good opportunity to understand where the landscape was all kind of coming together. And when Google launched Google Glass, I knew that that wasn't the thing. But what I did know it was is the that there start. Was, it was the start. It was the catalyst. Uh-huh. And now we launched too. What year was Scout when you launched? Oh, two thousand seven. Um, oh, okay. 2007, 2008 was where we really took off. We created, we did some crazy stuff. Like, we created a jukebox uh, machine or a software that you could go and, like, um, dedicate a song to single people that were around you. Um, <laughs> that you
2: didn't know necessarily? That of? you
1: didn't know. It was dope. Uh. It was super cool. <laughs> and such smart guys. They raised 20 million from Andres and Horowitz. Mm. Um, um. And they're, you know, over 100 million people are connecting with each other there. So. Um, you know for better or for worse
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: well you started
3: talking about about um, you know funding and some startups and we'll get to some of those cool ones that you know or are, are high on your radar ridge but you know wearable labs that is an awesome idea timing is great um, tell tell me about it tell me about the venture how do you support startups what's going on there you know get them ready for to bring out a real product with um with real impact and also keeping in mind as you said the human element it must be an exciting exciting ride
1: Ah, uh, you know we, we we the whole company's built on a no asshole policy
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. yeah i mean I love it already uh,
1: yeah i mean i like it look i mean you know what slows down deals and what slows down interaction it's 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 assholes that get in the way and you know make it hard to do business. And when you look at the valley, and there are a lot of great people, but there's a there's a path to market for um, for large corporations. It's the same path for startups, and you have to fight and like try to work your way to get respected or loved to get on stage to promote your product. And what we said is, you know what? What if we just built the whole thing? And so where like um, the old valley looks like Symbian, I'm trying to fork it to use all these technical terms, fork it and create a very unified path to market where you can launch, where you can get design work, where you can get, you know, prototyping, talent acquisition, everything that's there, right. in one quick, you know, linear stack um, with one unified purpose to make, you know, help, you know, these companies that are building these products successful. Um, So you don't have to go to a launch and beg and disrupt and beg and, you know, and and all these other conferences, you've got like one conference where you know the organizer where, you know, of course he has vested interest in you, but he also has vested interest in his audience. So he, you know, we work to pick the best, which just makes it very easy. And then, you know, other incredible people get on stage. And so what it is, is it's, you know, a very unified path to market for these guys. And it's worked. I mean, just three classes, we've seen over $47 million raised with our startups Know, the wow. value of the portfolio in total is around $277 million. We're nine for nine on crowdfunding campaigns, um, which is over $6 million from crowdfunding campaigns alone. Um, so, is Wearable Re-
2: Labs a conference then?
1: Ah, so, it's, so it's, this is it. So, the wearable is really kind of t- two different things, right? We are a, you know, we separate, we call it build and advisory. On the build side, it's where we work with our startups, so we have an accelerator. Um, you know we're working to get a venture fund put together which is moving really rapidly and then we have all the different capabilities you need from design and manufacturing and so we've got the accelerator pieces um, and then we've got this advisory piece and a lot of our advisory is done around helping big companies get ready for this disruption um, in like where, where wearable is going to lead and just could erode their entire uh, you know their entire market cap and so we, we take those two things together and we interact between them. Now, supported by this is our events and our media company. So we own ReadWrite, or is ReadWrite now, um, which is over 2 million um, users or viewers a month in that publication, all looking to build technology startups where we work really hard to give them the, the advice and the stuff that they need. That supports our initiatives within labs and advisory. Um, flip side, we've got the events side because, you know, where are you going to find your partners? Where are you going to promote, you know, where you're going? Um, so we have events. We have the largest wearable event in the planet. We've got um, Wearable Wednesdays, which are 19 cities around the world. And so we do have events and we do have, um, we do have, like, this media publication, but it's all meant to support our initiative.
2: really sounds like a fantastic network. Now, is it, is it regionally based or is this something that's global? I mean, we have a hub and spoke uh, methodology where we, you know, San Francisco
1: was our first hub. You know, I just got back from China and and Hong Kong. And I'm going to tell you, like, that place really rocks. I mean, we're looking at expanding there. We have a decent reach right now into Europe with the event side. And so our events usually serve as kind of like the tip of the spear to get us in to understand, like, the ecosystem and what's going on. And You know, in nineteen cities around the world, uh, you know, we're looking to go global. And in fact, like Forbes listed us as one of the top international incubators in the world already. And that's because we do have you know startups from nine different countries um, all over the world. Uh, Yeah, and and I'll tell you, the other thing that we really like is is women entrepreneurs. I mean, um, by default, we have over forty percent of our classes are 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 women entrepreneurs because Mm -hmm. I I think that they're just amazing at building these type of products and these type of companies. It's incredible.
2: That's amazing. So, uh, we do have to take a quick break. Uh, listeners, don't go anywhere. We do have Reg Snodgrass on the line with us. We'll be right back.
0: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm
2: Welcome back to Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. I'm Shahab Zagari.
3: And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove.
2: And again, our guest today is Reg Snodgrass, CEO and founder of Wearable World.
3: Yeah, and and, you know, Reg, right before the break, you were talking about um, your reach, but you were also talking about people in wearables, and it was really interesting to hear that you have so many women in wearables that that's an interest to you. I'm just wondering, you know, what's the fit when you, when you might say, okay, well, uh, you know, fashionistas <laughs> could be a part of it, but is there something special about the the skill set that, that women bring to the table in wearables? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a, a quite a big blend of market dynamics that are happening, and, uh, you know, I, I would push back on the, oh, yeah, you know, because women are really good at fashion. Um, I know. It's, that's me. why I
3: put that in there for you to, uh, to it's knock just like down.
1: It, yeah, it totally grinds against the grain. I'm like, "Oh, no, that's not why." I mean, you look, there's several things happening, right? I mean, um, you know, uh the, you know, women are catching up on STEM. They're they're passing us in, you know, us guys in education. Um the old boys clubs of of the past, they just don't work if you want to find great entrepreneurs. Um in general, and so Uh, You know, for, for us, it's, it's great because we, we have had a, a base of like incredible female entrepreneurs in our first class that led us to, you know, more and more because, you know, networks tend to run along gender lines a little bit. And I think that that's part of it. I think there are a lot more women that have been successful entrepreneurs now that are, you know, looking at and funding the next wave. So I think that that is part of the market dynamic. I think the other part of the market dynamic is just, um, the rise of better entrepreneurs um, I think that it's becoming more of a a norm um, that's going out there but also like I think one of the key components is is empathy and empathy is what dr- is going to drive this market forward. Uh, you know I think right now like on the high fashion side I don't think they're very empathetic and on the high tech side of course people aren't very empathetic and so, um, you know what I've seen in successful entrepreneurs like Eric mijakowski or Sunny Vu, or even Marcus um, Weller from Scully um, or Manisha Prakash—they're all like very empathetic people, which I think is one of the fi- foundational elements that makes a successful wearable IoT entrepreneur. Um, and so it's just—it's all those blends um, that are kind of coming across. And it's—I think it's time. I think that it's great because this is the new growth. Market and the new, you know, that all those opportunities are lining up with, you know, more emboldened women that know that they can go and kick ass. And, you know, you'll see a lot of people in portfolio say, uh, you know what companies make money? It's the companies that are ran by women. And so you'd be stupid to not recruit. I mean, we don't, you know, we don't have any uh, quota or anything. It just kind of has happened that way. And I think it's just how our company views it because a lot of the people in my company who are helping us like go out and seek these products are uh, millennials too. And they just don't have those same boundaries or barriers that, you know, past generations um, of venture folks have had.
3: Well, you bring up a lot of great points about the kind of characteristics of an entrepreneur and a person, you know, a little bit of a kick-ass attitude and, and empathy as well. Just curious I mean how do they then um get your attention because I'm sure we're gonna have listeners saying yeah I have that attitude I have good ideas you know how do I get Reg to say hey let me into the incubator or let me let me benefit from from what you know
1: uh yeah you know I'm pretty open I mean my email redg at wearableworld.co um it's there and I yeah I'm I'm absolutely okay with anybody I try to be accessible um I don't think that you know I've got a real problem with lack of accessibility. I mean, I've got a temperate. I get about 600 emails a day. Um, but what I do is I, I, I push people over to my team, and we have an evaluation process where we look at product, we look at idea, we look at team, a lot like other people. Um, but we cage it in, you know, what is the, this entrepreneur? Are they empathetic? Do they care? Um, is there a blend where they're going after more, um, more than just the typical the typical crap right i i want people that actually blend social with capitalism in a real functional fundamental way one of I our startups that. yeah one of our startups power mm. band it's it's for it's a fitbit for kids it turns activity points into gaming points hmm. um which i think is awesome right you're getting your your butt kicked at minecraft you go and you run around the block um <laughs> and you, you know or, or mortal kombat you know, somebody's like mm-hmm. well you know all the kids that are good at games are going to be
2: athletic in the future.
1: I'm like, oh, wow, that's
2: a horrible thing. I think it's great. <laughs> um, you know, and to kind of go um, uh, with that, what are some of the coolest startups you've seen, um, you know, whether it's the nine that you've worked with um, or just, you know, in the ecosystem uh, that, that, you know, are creating these amazing wearables. I mean, th- this Fitbit for kids sounds amazing. What What other examples have you uh, seen? Yeah, so we have
1: over 60 companies in our portfolio. Um, and so, uh-huh. like, uh, from the last class, I mean, everyone knows one of our first bigger hits is Skully Motorcycle Helmets, which it's a S-K-U-L-L-Y. It's a motorcycle helmet that lets you see behind you. Gives you turn by turn. Um, has a lot of ambient awareness built in the platform, so that you know it, it prevents and saves lives. It's a great motorcycle. <laughs> it's so cool. You you put it. You'd love it, Sean. You you put the visor down. You click a button. And does that makes everything oh, dark wow. like a fighter pilot? Um, so it projects onto the visor. Uh, no, they they created a way. I mean, there's a cube that you know you you actually fits into your field of vision that's in the thing. It, and the mm-hmm. cube is set to infinity, so you don't have to refocus. I mean, they've thought really long and hard out of it. And they raised, uh, you, know, you know, eight figures from Intel Capital and a couple other people. So they've got some really amazing folks involved in building it. But, you know, it was, nothing's more amazing than the two entrepreneurs that helped build it. Two brothers, Mitch and Marcus. Um, they're great, great human beings and entrepreneurs at the same time. Um, another one out of our class is Noor Siddiqui. Noor was a Peter Thiel fellow. So Peter Thiel paid her $120,000 to start a company and not go to school. And she did it with her sister who was a heart cardiologist.
2: Huh.
1: Um, and it's helping secondary people or physicians look at uh, as many more patients than they normally could. So the nurse walks in and instead of misdiagnosing she a burn patient, she talks to a, a, spe, a burn specialist, you know, via smart glasses on a video, and they can ask the questions through the person. It speeds up everybody's time for treatment, time to make things make sense. I mean, it's just fantastic. Um, ZOA is great because ZOA can actually show you what um, you walk around with it. It looks like a little a little like uh, Star Trek thing, but it, it senses particulate matter in the air. And so what was great is you can walk around and you can see things like um, what's the pollen count around you? And you can understand that you need to run wow. different routes in order to avoid pollen or, um, carcinogens in the air. And so it's, it's a, it's an incredible product. I was, I was teasing because then you could also point out and find out who passed gas in the room. Like it would pick, <laughs> pick that up. He, Kevin was, he's like, you need to take me seriously, Reg. And I was like, no, this is great stuff. So put it <laughs> yeah. out there. Um, well, there's all kinds of great you know, pieces that are there, um, over 60, Paloban's another one, this is the Fitbit for Kids, P-O-W-A-B-A-N-D. Um, check those guys out.
3: I mean, we talk a lot about the different cool startups, and, and absolutely. But, you know, uh, when, you, when you step back, you say, hey, um, you know, we're hearing so much about wearables, you know, 309 billion by 2020. Is there some hype mixed in there, or do you see uh, that this is, you know, this is really going to happen at this level? or Or maybe it's going to be very, very different, you know?
1: So, like the way that I look at it, I mean, even um, the COO at at, um, Mastercard sent a note around saying wearables are here to stay, and commanding all the business units to start working with it. I mean, uh, a a great anecdotal statement is a long time ago. Parents used to tell their kid, you know, their kids when they were raising their kids, like grandparents, don't feed your kids sugar. But they laugh because they're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to feed my kids sugar. Um, But what happens when? you realize that if your kid eats a candy bar in the middle of the day, he feels like crap, and he can't study because you get the information and data in front of you. That's a huge, huge difference between you know this like learned behavior and being faced with data. And I talk directly to CMOs of major, major companies, um, and they're all freaked out about it after I tell them, hey, you know what, people are going to stop buying your sugar stuff. You're going to have to change everything you do in the next two to three years, or you'll lose 40 to 50% of your market cap. And everyone believes that that's true. And so um, while there is a lot of hype driving the market, I like to think of it as promise in the sense that people have expectations. I think those expectations with version one, a lot of these products is going to be a little bit disappointing. Think of early days of the Internet. But then realize that as these products mature, um, think of late days of the Internet, right? Think of you know, where we are today. So, minutes, so yeah, do you think,
2: so you know, very soon these wearables will eclipse mobile? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you've said that uh, in one or two of your talks before. Uh, why why are you so convinced of that?
1: So I think that all mobile will become wearables. I think that, you know, if you look at Moore's Law and you look at the growth of, like, you know, network accessibility, it's, just, it's, it's inevitable that instead of us using a phone or a dial-in, we're going to have, you know, smart glasses that connect to the network. I mean, I've had debates with the CEO of Alcatel-Lucent, um, now with, like it with Nokia, um, about uh, whether you know whether or not we're going to have a petabyte of data per person walking around. Like, I believe we're going to consume over a petabyte per person in the U.S. within the next three years. And he argued with me, but then his next board meeting, that's the statement that he made, mm. <laughs> right? So, I mean, in the board meeting, I got notes from three different people. Holy crap, Michelle said this. And it's true. I mean, we're moving to um, a place where people are just demanding that this type of technology work for them. And that's driving the market. And like I said, you'll see some disappointment and some people talk about hype. But this whole entire, you know, new type of human evolution is is – Un- unbelievably unstoppable now we have a flavor for it and a taste for it um, and an expectation so it will happen
2: and it almost seems like as opposed to you know wearables eclipsing mobile mobile is morphing into wearables mm.
1: <laughs> absolutely true and mobile mobile is becoming wearables which is a great position to be in you think of it as Somebody pouring like, you know, a, a bucket of water into a giant bucket of water, right? I mean, all mobile is just going to like pour into this wearable slash IoT market and it's just going to be connected human beings, right? Um, I've seen some, some UIs with, eye, with eyeballs where you can navigate through a UI without squinting, without like blinking or anything just because the, the smart glasses um, understands your intent based on pupil dilation. I mean, some really crazy wow. stuff. Wow. And it's wow. fast. I thought the dude was talking. He was like, so I'm going to go through here, and I'm going to look at my pictures, and I'm going to go back. And I was like, man, that's really fast voice recognition. He's like, oh, no, I'm doing this all with my eyeball watch. And he got quiet, and it was fast. Wow. Um, that's amazing. And then that guy raised $4.5 seed. Um, you're going to see that come out. It's probably one of the UIs of the future, and I'm just, I'm just glad that we get to see stuff like that. It's inspiring. Definitely.
2: Now we do have to take uh, one more break here. Listeners, don't go anywhere. Uh, We do have Reg Snodgrass with us. We'll be back after the break.
0: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
1: BruceClay.com,
0: mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. I'm Shahab Zagari,
3: and I'm Peggy Saltz with Mobile Groove.
2: And again, our guest today is Reg Snodgrass, CEO and founder of Wearable World. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, cause you know, again, we were talking about the very cool startups and, and where this tech is going. My main forte is marketing and that's kind of the, the circles that I, uh, you know, run in. So let's talk about that real briefly. What about marketers and companies who want to advertise in this space? I mean, we all know, uh, you know, Nike and, and Coca-Cola are, are, in this space and they have the money to kind of throw at it and test things out. What are there other brands or examples that are showing the way for marketers right now?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think we're still you know a little bit nascent. I think things are still kind of coming on. I immediately think to Audi. I mean, Audi's getting me to come down because they're going to drive us around in a track in a 560 horsepower um, Audi without a driver. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that's. It sounds so cool, but I'm like, I don't know if I wanna get in that car. I know how hard that's the uh, crash
2: test dummy suit. Exactly. <laughs> but
1: but look, I, I think like there's some principles, right? Because you're you're what you're gonna see is your traditional spin on everything from television um, radio billboards is just going to erode because if we have driverless cars like people aren't going to be looking out the window as much as they're going to be looking in have, you know, playing card games with the family like, you want to talk about really great cool human interaction in the future and then driving the car like, that's going to be great um, but just some certain principles that I think are going to be really important one, it, remember the days when it used to take you six seconds to load a web page it takes you s- uh, roughly six seconds to get a text out of your phone or to get a Facebook chat out of your phone. Like, think about this, right? Um, pretty soon, we're gonna have data and information that's six seconds close to the customer. I know six seconds doesn't sound like a lot, but go back and try to reload a web page in six seconds see if you don't throw your laptop out the the door. If that's going to be where you focus and rest your traditional marketing on is even like web interaction, you're absolutely screwed in the future. Um, You need to come up with ways to focus on social, social interaction, to learn how to have tidbit, um, tiny amounts of data and information sent to your customers in ways that are deeply, deeply engaging. Um, and it has to be instantaneous. You've got to understand that people aren't going to want to wait around to, to listen, to read, to consume the content in order to get you to buy something. And your competitors are going to learn this really quick. And so if there's one thing, one walk away that you should have is realize that your new marketing message of the future is going to be around six seconds. And it's going to be um, given to the person in about one second, right? And if you don't get their attention right off the bat, they're going to flip their watch back over, look the other way and keep moving about their business. That is going to take some real hard time to figure out, and so I would start orienting at least a, a, a business unit within your company to start understanding the new ways to market with Oculus Rift, to to figure out a new way to market with smart glasses, with smart watches. I mean, because in the future, like you're not going to have your traditional mediums at all, um, and the people and they're still going to remain the same price because these folks aren't going to change. Um, so those are the things that I think are super important to figure out.
2: That's all really, really amazing. Um, Quite unfortunately, uh, we have run out of time. Uh, So, before we go, how do our listeners stay in touch with you? Yeah, so a couple ways. uh, Really easy. You could follow us on the ReadWrite blog, um,
1: so, readwrite.com. You can also get in contact with me directly or indirectly on Twitter, Reg Snodgrass, R E D G Snodgrass. or uh, follow me on Facebook. I'm actually, I know a lot of people are a little bit more private there, but uh, unfortunately, I've got 5,000 friends as a limit, but you can follow me. It's a great way to kind of keep up and ping me immediately. Um, mm-hmm. It's even a better way than email because I can check that instantaneously. So I'd love that, but always reg at wearableworld.co um, and I'll try to get back to you or somebody from my team will and we'll just have a great chat.
2: Perfect. And Peggy, how can our listeners get a hold of you?
3: Well, you can get in touch with me over at mobilegroove.com, so Peggy at mobilegroove.com, Twitter at Peggy Ann, or uh, look around the web for all of my uh, articles and analysis on mobile elsewhere and places, including uh, Forbes and the Next Web.
2: Cool. And you guys can get a hold of me, as always, on Twitter at Shahab That's Z-A-R-G-A-R-I. Thanks again for joining us for Mobile Presence presented by Skywire.com. Remember that new episodes of Mobile Presence air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can check out earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Zune, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. And finally, you can stay connected by downloading the Webmaster Radio mobile app from the iTunes App Store, Thanks again for listening to Mobile Presence, your inside track on everything you need to reach and engage your target audience with mobile. And remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you next week.
0: are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of Webmaster Radio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of Webmaster Radio.fm is prohibited.
1: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming,